0: I understand what that song means now. I got to go back and listen to that song. See, I ain't understand the song. We sing songs don't he understand. I'm telling you, Zion is calling hit different when you actually move into a higher place. It hit different. We exalt the hit different when you actually exalt God. Real church matters when well, we talk real church matters because real church matters. I'm Forrest Hall And I'm here with Forrest Hall Senior
1: Sylvia Hall
0: Hello, hello Happy to be with my parents For the last episode of 2020 This is the The most fitting way to finish it Even though I thought We wouldn't get a chance to Until 2021 So I thought you'd be the first of the year But this is better than that So happy to have them before we get started, uh, housekeeping, realchurchmatters.com. Appreciate everybody that goes and listens and shares. I appreciate everybody that uh, shares it with other people to the point where we got new states on there. This week we got Ohio. I don't know who lives in Ohio and who lives in Cleveland specifically, but hello. We got California, we got Seattle And I wish I can remember the other ones Because it's a, it's a good list But just a shout out to everybody that's listening Hopefully I'm saying something Sometimes I wonder if I'm saying things that are inside to just the people that I know But somehow there's people listening still So it must be something in there that benefits you guys and with that being said, we're moving into year number five of this, and I'm excited to see what happens from there. It, back in 2016, the only thing I wanted to do was find a way to share the word with more people in an efficient way. And who would have thought? So uh, appreciate to every, everybody uh, that has helped me along this journey. Those who've come on to talk. Um, of course, my parents who've come on, uh, Antoinette, who started it with me. Uh, ironically, the first episode was about being single, and now she is married and has a kid, and hopefully will be on here at some point again. And uh, everybody in between my brother and my niece and my nephew, sister my sister Charity, who who uh, has her own fan club, and some people say they won't listen till she's back on, but it was just a blessing, so uh, with that being said, we're going to get into it, and let us not forget those people who uh, give financially to help me to... Uh, keep the, the subscriptions going And help me to get the equipment that I need To do this in a, a great way And so it sounds great Even though I know you hear an echo Because I'm in um, I'm in the uh, hall residence Which is quite spacious So <laughs> you can hear the spaciousness of it But I am so happy to have them I asked them uh, less than a week ago And they uh, said yes and not just committed to it, but prepared their hearts for it. So I'm excited. Uh, how's everything been going since the last time y'all were on here? I think it was a year ago. Did I have uh, you at each at different times, right? Yes. And then did I have you together? No. I didn't have it's you together.
1: the first time.
0: It's the first time. The first time. Perfect. And I wanted you on because I wanted to talk about marriage, but I didn't want to talk about marriage in the sense of this is my husband. This is my wife. This is how we treat each other. Blah, blah, blah. We've seen it all before. And what it does is it causes people to draw comparisons. So all they do is they take the image of Sylvia Lay that on top of their wife <laughs> Or on top of themselves Take the image of Scott Lay it on top of themselves or their husband And they, they say, well, he doesn't do this He doesn't do that But they don't understand How important it is for them to see What influence the growth More than the people Because the Somehow the Bible talks about all these people But it keeps the theme on God And I want to do that here I want to be able to talk about myself I want y'all to be able to talk about yourselves And whoever's on the show And still the theme always be
1: God,
0: God. We know so much about the good and the bad of David But we only learned how great God is In the midst of all of it So with that being said Uh, Just tell them about your 2020 starting out. Uh, Separately, just talk about what 2020, how you've dealt with it, and and going from there. Um,
1: 2020, for me, has been a very challenging year. Health-wise, it started out um, uh, quickly with the health challenge. lasted through the entire year, um, putting me in a position where um, something that I wasn't used to, I was accustomed to being able to assume a certain role in the home, you know, cooking the meals and going to work, and you know, I never gave thought about how, you know, washing up and you know washing up or those things, just basic things that I took for granted. And um, quickly in February is when it happened and it kind of took over um, and actually changed the way that I perceive almost everything. Because even, you know, as far as there are certain things that I never put myself in a position to need from um, Scott. I never needed for him to take care of physically take care of me or make sure that I I ate or do any of those things. And it kinda um put me in a place that I didn't want to be because I was accustomed to moving in a certain way, caring for myself, a certain independence, you know, and I sorta lost that independence um in in 2020, so it was really challenging, but in another way, it opened up another avenue to for me to get a closer relationship with God. And out of that closer dependency with God then gave me a, um, a peace with a certain amount of dependency on my husband, which... Um, I feel like I had grown for years to be so independent and not need his his not need his um anything from him. I felt like you know i didn't i I didn't even know that that existed, but it did But it was a revealing year for me and so and it's concluding mm-hmm. with the same actually with the management of all of those health issues and having to daily you know take 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 uh, control over some of the the wants and desires that i have some of the things that i used to permit myself to do eat foods i used to eat and um, things that i used to console myself with it's kind of taking all those things away and so every day is a challenge it's brand new
0: so that what you think of it, just the this year being different and how it has affected you personally or just your family
2: yes it's uh it's been different that's the key word is different uh, it's you know um, getting out of taking things for granted uh, uh, it has opened my eyes that uh, we do have to, we have taken things for granted. Anywhere from our travel to work to uh, hospital visits, you know, just uh, take this out of the norm. Um, I would have never thought of uh, talking to the doctors, uh, Skyping the doctors and talking to them in my bedroom, uh, sitting in my bedroom. Um, I have uh, It's been different even going to work, two weeks on at work, two weeks off, traveling, no traffic. It's just really been... Uh, uh, really out of normal normalcy, and I can even uh, uh, say that about even about uh, our church service coming together. Uh, me, uh, it's really really been different when it comes to our service in in the house of God. Me uh, 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 doing Zoom Sunday school with Zoom, and not being able to look at my uh, students and and converse with them and. and and uh, uh share with them uh, them talking back to me had always have inspired me to want to do more to say more but uh just talking to a screen that you, no one's looking back at you has really been uh, uh uh really something i'm not used to and i thank god that uh, uh he's allowed me to experience experience these things uh it has uh again those things that uh we uh, 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 get kind of fearful about uh, this time in, in, uh, uh, of our life has forced us to to do uh, things that we're not used to doing, and I thank God that through the process, uh, you know, I've been able to uh, get closer to my wife even in, in her sickness, and it's not really sickness; it's just her body uh, was missing a part, and and it took the other part of the body to get used to her missing her thyroid and uh, not that she was real sick. It's just a, you know, uh, one of those things where your body have to get used to a missing part. So we can relate that to the, uh, 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 the body of Christ, you know, the body's, you know, it has to get used to, uh, uh, missing, missing anything. And, you know, that's why it's important for us to, to as being a, a part of the body is that the body doesn't work right without, uh, uh, apart. Yeah. So I, you know, I thank God for, uh, you know, it's eye opener when it comes to, to taking things for granted. Yeah. For so many years we have taken, uh, 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 just a little thing of our health. You know, uh, it's, it's wonderful that God has blessed us that we haven't been real sick, but even in our sickness, God want us to come to him. And this was the opportunity for minister Sylvia to, to, to really, uh, uh, it's it, you know it's easy saying that we trust God and he 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 heals us and and he takes care of us until the point comes where we really need that time for God to heal us and to to to, to comfort us in in our darkest moments.
0: Yeah, so. I love I love the the fact that you said like use the parallel of mom's thyroid to like missing a part of the church because I just was saying this to our pastor just yesterday. It's like. Sometimes the things we miss are the things that needed to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the, but they were still it, useful to it, the body. It seemed it, it, it useful. It seemed useful at the time until you realize, like, the the absence of it isn't has it has a sting to it, but it's taken us to a better place. Yes, yes. And um, there's the part of church that's missing is is the part that has been the focus. And that's ultimately part of the problem. It is a good part, but once the, the reason that thyroid had to go is because it no longer, longer it it wanted to be something that can't be and it, it wanted
1: and it grew to occupy more space than it absolutely it was supposed to be allotted yes so this 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 was supposed to be the size of a butterfly, yeah, and yet it had had grown to almost be a pound in weight
0: so you think about so, the, the the human part of fellowship yes, has grown to a place yes. that it became the whole purpose for gathering yeah. instead of a part of why we gather, which is to hear the word. Yeah. And so everybody's talking about what they miss, and I'm like, well, you're not missing the word. And they're like, yeah, but you don't know what we're missing, like, but you're not missing the you're word. You're talking about the hum- human you missing the human part, which had become a big bigger focus, than life. Had yep. become bigger than it should be. Yep. And on the flip side of that, to take us back, I had to talk about that for a second because that was great. But the flip side, to take us back, being home more brought us to realize that just because you are together, doesn't mean you have togetherness.
1: Amen. Amen. And and it it actually you know that that parallel that he did is is just. It's just phenomenal yeah. because um, being together, like we were accustomed to riding to work together, yeah. every single day, you know, and um,
0: which we is were, rare. Yes,
1: yeah, because you know there were times when when. Dad would get in the car and he'd say, you know, I just was talking to the guys at work and they say, how can you ride with your wife every day? <laughs> what in the world's going on? But sometimes our conversations were so powerful and, and God would just move in those times. We would start out talking about, you know, just, just something that God put in our heart.
0: But how was it like to go from those... Two hours to work, or maybe an hour to work, and there's two hours home from work. So like three hours, and then the time you're home together to go from almost being around each other twenty-four-seven. Yes, <laughs> he said yes. <laughs> what, was, what was that like? What was that growth process like from the from back in January to now? Go ahead. It's uh um, again when you're
2: used to uh, conversing. And uh, it, it's it's a quad drive, you know, it's a quad drive home. Uh, uh, but I, I understand it's also because of uh, the environment that it's a, a faster a faster commute. But the mere fact is that uh, for two weeks, uh, the eight to ten hours that I'm out of the home, uh, I'm not conversing. I'm not, you know, talking about today's activities or uh, um, uh, how she feel about the grandkids and the upcoming events and what God has given her and what God has is uh, uh, um, some things God has told her to do as far as speaking to her coworkers. Uh, I missed it. I missed the chit chat, and uh, uh, you know, I'm used to you know, uh, I'm used to some quiet time, but. Uh, those are the things I miss now is the fact that um, I'm not involved for two weeks out of the month as much as I am the two weeks I'm home with her. And uh, it's kind of ironic that when I'm home with her for the two weeks, she's busy working on her computer, doing her job, and I have, you know, I have to find things to do. <laughs> so uh,
0: it's, it's different. <laughs> What about you, Mom? What, what's different just because uh, this is a departure for most of your life. You guys yeah. have worked. Yes, I mean since you guys were kids, you worked. Yes, in some capacity in and, some and capacity. kept busy. Whether you even just be raising children. Yes, but to have like 2020 20 come around and you literally have the most time together. Yes, without the the burdens of responsibility and just focusing and being around each other. What I think, that
1: like? I think one of the um, hardest things that I figured out is that um, because we had appointed times for talking. You know, we knew that when we got in the car, it was it talk was, time. It was talk time. <laughs> it's focus time. And like he said, now you know I might be working on the computer. He may be handling calls or whatever. And we can be in the same place, but not talk to each other. Uh-huh. And then we get to the end of the day and we sit in our chairs and we come to, it, it, I don't even think it's planned. We don't even plan it. But we end up sitting there and we'll watch something together. You know, we'll watch something on TV together and we'll talk about it or we'll say how much we enjoyed it, or we'll, we'll, we find ourselves talking about, again, some of the issues of the day, talking about the grandkids, maybe something that God uh, showed us about um, the way that we are moving in, in the lives of those that are around us, and maybe some things we need to change. And I think that it's different, um, but it's also been very, very good. For me, yeah, I
2: I believe through this time of us being home together, we've notched out a little bit of time to go on our walks. We've we've lived in this neighborhood for two years, and uh, this is one of the good things that came out of the fact that we are home together: is that we're able to walk a couple miles a day, you know, just enjoying our neighborhood, enjoying our our our, um, area park that we didn't even, you know. Really knew uh, what was actually a, uh, in that park, but we're learning to appreciate the things around us. I mean, you can work so much and be away from home so much that you you really don't. Understand. Or even vacation. Yes, yeah.
1: I I realized I was I was talking to Dad, and um, in the last few years, he's taken so much work to go on vacation. Um, just remembering passports and. Running for planes and catching Ubers and all of that—it's so much work. It's so much work that you end up looking at each other and saying, "I can't wait till I get home," you know. And then now, not having, you know, saying to ourselves, "We're not vacationing; we're home." So we've we've learned to um, not only talk, but be still, but be still. And it's like yesterday, I've learned how to be that type of person where I looked at him and I said, he was gone all day. And then he disappeared. I said, wait a minute, wait, 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 you've been gone all day.
0: Yeah.
1: So I went and, and I, I, I said, you came upstairs. Why did you come upstairs? Because you've been gone all day and we didn't get a chance to talk or anything. Or sometimes just being in the same room together.
0: Yeah, I thought that was uh, hilarious yesterday.
1: <laughs> yeah, you thought it was funny, and I was like, he—he he was like, no, Sylvia I was coming back down because yeah, I had positioned you didn't give him, myself. You didn't give
0: him a chance. Like <laughs> you was already up there. You had your, your stuff in your hand. You ready to retire for the night? Yeah. But I, I think that's. Uh, I think this is helpful to people who um, need to get a clarity on how to who have who have uh, the time together has exposed some distances between them. Yeah. Uh-huh. And while the time together might have kind of reinforced some things for you guys, for a lot of young marriages, especially, the time together has only exposed that there hasn't been, uh, uh, there are some things that are lacking. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I want to ask is what do you think, when you see that, when you look at that, and you see that the time together has caused more arguments, it caused more uh, just back and forth, not not being together, but no togetherness. What is what would be one of the things that you think is the, could be the cause of that?
1: Expectation. It's because it's something that um, we started talking about earlier. Is that um, I think that that. In a relationship, there's always expectations. Um, for the believer, our marriage should be to Christ and first, which alleviates that person from having that expectation. Um, well,
0: one, that's the thing, and this goes back to what you started with, and I wrote and I made a note here. How do you uh, balance dependence on man and dependence on God?
1: And we we talked about a, kind of a shifting in our life. Because you need him. Yes, I need him. He needs you. Yes. Even yes. if
0: he wasn't sick. Yes. You yes. need him. Yes, I did. And, and he, do. Even when he's not sick, yes. he needs you. Yes. But, but how do you make it so that thing doesn't become like your thyroid? And... The dependence is greater than the dependence on God, or vice versa. There are many of people, especially women, because they make up the majority of the church, who have created this dependence on church that is bigger than their home life, right? and creates a whole dissonance as well. And for us, we were talking about that
1: aha moment that um, came in our marriage. And, and we actually had popped in a uh, back then it was a it was a cassette tape, right? And we were listening to it because we were traveling from from Baltimore to here, mm-hmm. and um, it was Noel Jones, and he was preaching about love mm-hmm. right and um the thing that kind of pushed both of us was that he he clearly explained something that we had never heard explained that way. He said, you can only love to the capacity that, that you have to love. But when somebody's expecting something from you, they're not expecting that limit. They don't know how much your capacity is. So that expectation can be huge. But just to know that God is able to fill, because there is an empty spot. There is a a. a there, you want that person to fill that emptiness, that longing, that that um, um, desire to be fulfilled in you. You want that, and you feel that this person that you married is supposed to do that for you. It's like um, we always laugh. <laughs> What's his name he said it just doesn't do do it for me. Um, what's his name on the movie? He said that don't do it for me, but it's that aha moment of knowing that the relationship between me and him it had no,
0: no, it would never do it for us. Yeah, and it's it's unfair, yes, to, to put him in that place, to put him in that place, and, and unfair and then we just, for you to him to put you, yes.
1: In that and place. we, I think that day we just took the. Took the chains off of each other and realized that our capacity to love is limited limited by our humanity. But God's capacity to love is not limited. Yeah. And then we can we can love one another. Yeah,
2: not looking for
0: anything in return.
1: Not looking for anything in return. But that's
0: and, tricky. That's tricky. Because yeah. you're dealing with roles. And roles yeah. come with expectations. Yeah. If dad goes to work, he, he, he's, a, he's a supervisor. He has expectations of those people. Yeah. He can go in and say, I'm not expecting them to come through for me. I, I can, I'm going to just go ahead and do what I got to do. But that he can't do that because of the role he plays. Right. He, there's a level of expectation there. Dad can come in and say, I'm not expecting Sylvia to hit all the marks but there are some marks he's expected for you to hit, right? Well, I, I, I
2: over the years I've learned, and I, I, I truly believe this because it always comes up: is what you love determines how you love. And no matter you know, uh, you you can use the uh, example of, of of what my expectations is on my job, but it's different. But it's, it's different. Yeah. How so? Well, on, on, you, I can, you know, uh, when you talk about uh, uh, what God requires out of you, is no different what you should require out of another man. So what she's because saying, scripture is, tells, scripture says that that uh, uh um um I was just on my tongue about love, Uh-huh. Uh, um. Uh, about uh, loving someone and not expecting them to love you back. Okay. Um, um, so, oh, no man, nothing but oh, the love. Oh, no man, nothing but the love. Yeah. And, I, 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 and, and and that's that's a truthful saying. That we shouldn't, uh, our expectations when it comes to our love for God because, again, all we have to do is look at our example, which is Jesus Christ. Yeah. Who
0: love without looking for anything back. Yeah. He, he, he just wanted to please the Father. So you're saying it's different at, at your job because y- your boss has put that expectation on you. And, well, and at, at, at your job, the boss, since the boss has put an expectation on you, you have to follow through with that. There has, there's no room for love in that environment. But you have God as your boss, yes. and he's given a directive of it's not expectations, it's love without expectation. Yeah. So it supersedes any type of framework. And that's important to know because these people are going home and they're taking the mentality of a job to the home. We look when, when we say wife, the person, the wife immediately thinks of the husband. When we say mother, she thinks of her children. When we say Christian, we think of God. But really, when we think of all of those things, God should be the thing we think about. Yeah.
2: And, and and what I found out over the years for is you know uh, just the mere fact that we say we make statements and we love to use scripture. Yeah. But if it, again, Jesus said, "If you love me, you'll." Keep my commandments. Yeah, and we're no different. That if we're gonna if we're gonna really mean it, it's got to be within us. And, and, a, and a lot of us talk a good talk, walk, a, but we don't walk the walk. Yeah. And when you talk about marriage, there's a lot of scriptures out there that people love to use. Yeah. But the root cause, the root cause is, is what God requires. From us, from cause, from easy. us as Our a very person. nature, a very nature of who we
0: are. From you as a person, irregardless of you being married. What you're saying is that the scriptures that really can suss out some help for these married couples are the scriptures that deal with them themselves their and, and their heart, their relationship, relationship with, with, the with God, because yeah.
1: he's the mon- He's saying you should expect. He said you should expect everything of him. That that is so. He God wants us to expect it all from Him. He said, "My shoulders are broad enough." He said, "I paid the the extreme cost that I'd be known as the
0: lover of all men." And and I'm just being the dissenting opinion here, so we can suss out some information for the people who will. I've noticed, and the reason why I wanted to do this is because most of the people don't ask the right questions to the right people. Yeah. So I want as many young people to come to y'all and talk to y'all about marriage. But they won't. And even if they do, they're never going to ask the question that they should because they think it's disrespectful. Again, again, we talk about the root cause. I'm always going to, and
2: I know you joke about it, but I'm always looking for the bottom Bottom line. line. Absolutely. I'm always looking for what moves. You know, let's cut through the chit-chat and let's get to the root cause of of everything. Because the sooner we get to it, the better off we would be.
0: But I I actually, I appreciate that. And I think it's what makes you an effective minister um, is that you look for the bottom line. And the fact that you, as you've grown, you've realized the bottom line is where I can start. But then, for the real hungry folks, I got to show the work. We, <laughs> we came up with one word. Not the like mathematician. You got to come up. With some we did. Come,
1: we did come up with one word, and it's selfishness. Yeah. Um. This is this is what causes all of the problems. Well, that's our third mind.
0: scripture because Dad, Dad already said. You know, he was starting off talking about, we don't have all our scriptures. You just spit out, too. Yeah. You own no man, nothing but to love him. And the other one was, you were talking about, uh, well, was it? it was right on the tip of my tongue. I got to <laughs> keep notes. But the third one right there is yours. Say it again, because I just drooped like on that one, too.
1: Selfishness. is, is
0: That's what I was going to yes. say. Did the love of many wax cold? Yes. He said in the last days He used that as one of the indicators And Even though we're dealing in a time Where you look on the news and everybody wants to tell us The signs that we're in the last days Sicknesses Earthquakes The main sign Is that our love waxes cold
1: And We have to really stay to And people don't like to do that Stay to the definition of what love is From the Bible Because Jesus and God said I am love And so who else is is capable of giving a definition of what love is if it's not the one that is love?
2: So so, so it's, it's for, not the one. It's, love is not popular if we use it in the right context. If you yes. use it. yeah, love love is not it's not popular because well, uh, human beings don't want to sacrifice. Yeah,
0: they want, don't want to suffer. selfish. Well, yeah, Let's take a pause then, because you say if you use it in the right context, love is not popular. So I guess this is the time, Sylvia and Scott. I know I didn't ask y'all to prepare a unified definition, but what is love? But I'm gonna ask Dad because this is where the bottom line part can be helped into. Go ahead,
2: line. Well,
0: what is know. love?
2: First John was it four seven and eight? Yeah.
0: Talks about beloved. Let us love one another, for lovers of God, and everyone that loveth is, is born of God and knoweth God. Knoweth God. Either love loveth not knoweth not God. Knoweth not God because God, God is what love. love. That's the bottom line. Mm. God is love. Yes. So let me love ask Mom because this is where we got to show the work. <laughs> you say love is patience. He he showed us two plus two is four. But I'm going to ask you a question. we will give you what is God.
1: God is love. He's He's patient. He's kind. And you're
0: sourcing from what scripture?
1: In Corinthians,
0: Second Corinthians, yes. chapter thirteen. Yes, the love's chapter. Yes. And yes. you're saying since love, since God is love, if we want to know who God is, we just look at what love the attributes is.
1: of what He is.
0: So when you say 1 John 4, 7, 8, you can follow it up with John three sixteen. Yes, for God so loved, loved the, world. the world that He gave His own. That He gave, and you can really stop right there. Yes, yes. Love gives. Love
1: gives, and it is.
0: Whenever, whenever we are at a question of whether we are loving people, we should ask ourselves: Are, are we, we giving? giving?
1: Yeah, but
2: people give all the time.
0: I know,
1: but they give what they want to give. They,
0: they, you know, <laughs>
2: you just can't just throw that out there. And
0: I know, I know, even. God's kind of giving the sacrifice. It costs you something. It's, it costs you something. It's
2: love that That's just proof. That's the proof of love. You want to know the proof? Uh, you know they say the proof of a hundred percent of liquor, or whatever. Yeah, is its know, potency. Is yeah, the, the fact that it, it it changes. It changes the content.
0: Yeah,
2: you know, giving me and my wife giving fifty dollars. It's not changing because we, it, it's not, it, won't, it won't affect us.
0: Because it's not your only.
2: Well, not just that. Because people have a lot, a little bit that they give. It's not affecting them.
0: But that's why I'm saying your only. Because when we look at the scripture, it tries to let us know, John 3.16, it tries to let us know that this is supposed to be something important that God did because it was his only son. Yes. It's like it made sure it said that it would be like when he when if I gave you a dollar and like you said I got three thousand more in my pocket giving you one dollar may mean a, the world to you but it isn't it doesn't change it doesn't change what it means to me what it means to me has to be something of is equal greater magnitude
2: because we can look at the conversation that Jesus had to the rich the world. Yeah, sure. He could have gave. But
0: Jesus told him to do what? He said, give it all you have. All you have. Give it all. So that's a perfect example. When we talk about love, we said love is God. God is sacrifice. He is giving his only. So what does
2: that look like when it comes to marriage?
0: What does that look like when it comes to marriage? You can't ask the questions. I asked the questions. <laughs> I'm not married, and they already these folks they got they got 140 something episodes of me saying what I feel about everything. No, I'm just segue into that. Yeah, yeah. no, you don't run the show. <laughs> but oh, Jesus. what what does it look like to give our only begotten? To give our only begotten challenges us to do what you just said. When you go to work, to bring it back to work for a second, because even as I'm a supervisor, you're a supervisor in a way. We're always assessing people's work. Yes, we're always assessing not the quality so much as much as the quantity. If they give in their all, if I, if you, after eight hours, you only did ten of twenty tickets, but I know that that's the best you can do. Then I'm going to be okay with it. But if there's something lingering in my heart where I feel like you are half stepping, Mm -hmm. then I'm not going to be satisfied with 10 out of 20. And that's what love is in a marriage. These people got to ask themselves, are you giving your all? Now, we know you gave your body. We know you gave your matrimony, whatever that means. It's, It's a fantastical thing. The, fin- the ring on the finger yeah. is a fantastical thing. It just doesn't have a tangible thing to it. Even when people say they divorce, they're talking about in the eyes of government. Yes. But have you given your all? So when we're talking about loving people, we have to talk about that scripture. Love the Lord that God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And then he says, and love your neighbor as yourself. He's telling us love gives everything. Yes. And if there's one thing I can say that you can say about that and he can say about you and me having a front row seat to it all for the last 39 years can say is that there's effort. There's effort. In the capacity that you had it from being 15 year old parents to being 60. How old are you? 60. 60 on the nose, right? 45 years of service. You might not have felt like you were your best, but you gave your best. You might not feel like you gave your best, but in the context of where you were in your hearts and minds, you gave all you had. That's what takes us from one glory to to the next glory. And what takes us from being that person to changing and being better than that person is that it was effort there. There was effort. What do you say to these people who feel like they have given their all to a marriage? But we look at love and have defined it by love is all of those attributes you said. Yeah. And you know they haven't given effort to those things. Yes. There's no patience there. There's no kindness. There's no meekness. There's no gentleness. And there's no effort towards them. Because a lot of people will tell you, "I'm working on my patience." The, the same way you could have a person at work that's late all the time, and you could tell them, "Man, brother, you're late." I'm even giving you 15 minute grace. Mo-
1: most, and used it all. Most most people are looking to match what is what they feel what is getting. given to them, and that is a deception. That is the world. That's the world. That is not. When we come to when we are married in Christ, that means when you take that vow knowingly, a lot of people don't understand that they say well i was or he wasn't saved or or this or that, but when they knowingly commit their self to accept the vow
0: to, to and when we say vow. We're saying they commit themselves to a person in the eyes of God. In the eyes of God. They bring God into it. So it would be no different than if I went to a pound, I adopted a dog. Yes. These people who care about this dog signed it off to me under the disposition that I am going, going to, to care, care for it.
1: it. Yep.
0: I feel like that's what marriage is. That's
1: what marriage is.
0: You, you, we, the reason we say it's in the eyes of God is we're saying that we know this is your creation. We know you care for it and love it, and you're handing it over to me, yes. not as an owner, but as a person to care for it.
1: Yeah, and then, he, then, he, then God did put a lot of marriage scriptures in there just to govern that relationship because that's what you're vowing. Yeah, You know, it is important that they know that they're in there. Yeah, The issue is you can't do that stuff with the heart that you married with. When we marry, we marry looking for that person to match or equal what we're putting out.
0: Reciprocity, yes, is the word that somebody taught these people. Nowadays, and now you hear it all the time.
1: Nowadays, I've even seen, you know, and been witnessed people saying that your your funds, your your money ought to match my money, and your credit. Ought to match my credit.
0: And they'll find themselves even matching hurt for hurt. Yes. If you hurt me, I need to hurt you. Hurt you. Equal no or greater to.
1: And so this is, it's turned to something really bad because this kind of like a, a Frankenstein when you add the world, he said, we're in the world but not of the world. This is what marriage was. This is why um, God in the Bible said that marriage, they get. He gave Moses the bill of divorcement because
0: he said because of their hearts
1: because of the hardness of their heart they yeah. was putting a, they when the person didn't match what they their expectation was they was putting wives away for not being able to cook and just moving through people and just moving through people they say oh she didn't have yesterday's meal done get rid of her and so how do said, you
0: keep a bloodline pure. <laughs> you yeah. know, because that was God's intention. Yes. How you keep a bloodline pure when this brother is on wife number six, number six, or She number thirty-two, and
1: and and he's constantly finding fault because he he feels an entitlement. Now, if you match that to nowadays, you not only have a female that has that in her head, but she has. Now you have a man that has it in his head. Yeah. He's like. You know, she ought to make. She ought to help me make money.
0: So when you you talk about this love and you're talking about giving of yourselves, how does that how does that look? Now it's time for that question that was about to ask. How does that look in a marriage? And there's a ton of answers to that, but I think. Having dad say it and then you expand on it, I like the way that worked out. So, was was one of those things that giving of yourself, giving your all, it looks a certain way in a marriage. Was one of those ways that you feel you is on your heart to make sure you do, or one of the ways you've seen is on, be on your wife's heart through her actions to give her all or to sacrifice in true love of God. Well, uh,
2: what I've learned in the last couple of years is, is uh, when I give my, all, my best to God, those things include my marriage, falls into place. because you know, if I'm pleasing God, my wife benefits from me pleasing God. She benefits. Those who around me benefit, so um, I know that if I'm walking out of favor with my wife, then I'm walking out of favor with God, because his desire is that I treat my wife as Christ treated the church, so yeah. my whole purpose is to please God, and then pleasing God, I know I'm pleasing my wife, and uh, well how does how does pleasing God look on a daily basis? pleasing God looks on a daily basis is that I don't, uh, in my actions and even in my, my thoughts and in my prayers that I, I, I want him to be pleasing with what I, what I do and, uh, not looking. God, no, God is not looking for my actions. He's looking more the intent of my heart. Amen. And My intent of my heart is to not, uh, want to, uh, do anything that caused harm to to uh, to that relationship, to that relationship, and the relationship with others. Because yeah. again, you know, it's not only my relationship with God, but it's also my relationship with my neighbor. It sources Why? out,
0: everything yeah. flows through that. Yeah. I love that because Dad just killed it. Like yes. when you say bottom line, he got to the bottom um, of the line. but show the work a little bit. But it, it,
2: yeah, I want to throw this out there. All yeah, yeah. Thing. Go ahead. Because we, 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 we get ourselves, we lose confidence when we don't meet the mark. You know, and a lot of people get, they, they, they lose confidence and they get discouraged when they, they fall out of, out of fellowship. But what I love about God is that he, he loves us so much that He, you know, He looks for us to, to repent and move on and, and, and turn around and continue to love Him back. Yeah. And then love them back and and, 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 and purposely wanting to uh, 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 change how we messed up with someone else and uh, uh, that's one of the things I learned is the fact that you gotta just go to God and admit you're wrong and and understand that He loves you just that much that he has already through in to see forgetfulness. for this. And Now you can move on with your life, and I think we get yeah. we get hung up in uh, uh,
0: not always doing. We're humans; we're not always going to be on yeah. the right side. That's that's I I would try to put that in, in a pin on it, but I think that's a perfect way place to go from here. Is a lot of what you're saying is true, and a part of the problem isn't just that people see the failings of their spouses. To see the failings of themselves. And what I'm hearing from what you're saying is. It isn't the failings with others. That is really the problem. Yes. It is our failings with God.
1: And, and really opening ourselves up. To the forgiving God that he is. There's a lot of times when. Um, the brokenness. And the the feeling of rejection. And hurt. When we haven't made the mark, mm-hmm. even though our spouse might not say it, but we look to them because it's easier to do that yeah, than to just turn, our, turn ourselves to Christ and believe that he's going to forgive us. Do you know, I thank God because I realized long time ago, because sometimes I did the right thing with the wrong motive yeah, and God gave me grace. And sometimes I did the wrong thing with the right moment. Yeah. And God gave me grace again. And he showed me how, Sylvia, if you just stay with me, I want to change the intent. When the intent of the heart, spending time looking at somebody else, because I'm never going to know my husband's intent of his heart. Yeah. There's no way for him to peel out his intent. And though we've been together most of our lives, I still can't say that I can put a pin on it and say this is the intent of his heart when he did this thing. What I can say is God knows the intent of his heart. I would much rather him deal with God than to try to deal with me And I deal with God. Because God goes easy on us. Believe it or not. He loves us back to wholeness. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Something might have been. I might have done something to him. Out of spite. Yeah. And him not even know that it was out of spite. But because I. Just. Just. Just in my heart. I got to fix this down. Just. Just doing it. With that attitude. And all the time, thinking to myself, God sees my heart. Yeah. And wanting, you know, I hear a lot of people say they want to be true to themselves. That's being true to yourself. When you realize that it is not about your spouse. It's all about you. Yeah. And you can't live with you. Because you see, you just want that person away because away from you because you see that there's a pull, there's a demand for you to love at a higher level you don't want to do it it's all about what's going on inside of you, I've had to deal with me and I'm so thankful that that's what marriage has done made me deal with me yeah. sometimes you know, I think about the small amount of my life that I dealt with just me by myself you, can, you really don't get an opportunity To deal with you Because you can build up any fortress you want no. You can build up any type Of communication with yourself And make everything right with yourself But when it comes to dealing With a person day by day by day,